My name is Anya, and welcome to Shrouded in Mystery. I'm going to shake things up and do a three-part episode on cryptids. Cryptids are animals whose existence is unconfirmed or undiscovered. These mysterious animals have shown up all over history and mostly have native or folklore backgrounds. Cryptids are mostly studied by cryptozoologists, which is a pseudoscientific subculture that aims to prove the existence of these entities. Cryptozoology can be related to young earth creationism, which holds the idea that earth and all life forms were created roughly six to 10,000 years ago in its present form by the supernatural acts of a deity. Ghost hunting, or the process of investigating locations that are reported to be haunted by ghosts or demons, and the investigation of unidentified flying objects by people who believe that they may be of extraordinary origins, known as UFOlogy. Cryptids can be grouped into three different categories, aquatic or semi-aquatic, terrestrial, and winged. Today, we will be looking at these groups of cryptids that inhabit the United States. The first aquatic cryptid is Altamahaha, or Alti for short. This sturgeon or plesiosaur-like river animal is alleged to inhabit the myriad of small streams and abandoned rice fields around Altamaha River in Georgia. The sites have been reported around Darien, Georgia, or in McIntosh County, but has roots in the indigenous people of southeastern woodlands or the Muscogee tribal traditions. There are fossil records that could trace it back to the early Cretaceous period over 100 million years ago, but many identify it as possibly being an alligator gar, which is a ray-finned fish related to the bowfin in the infraclass Holistae. In 2018, they found a decomposing creature on Wolf Island National Wildlife Refuge Beach and thought it was the remains of Alti. Unfortunately, an artist, Zardulu, claimed the remains later on, stating it was his sculpture made with a stuffed shark and papier-mâché. Idaho and Utah is home to the Bear Lake Monster, which is one of the few that was quote-unquote born from a coloner. In the 19th century, a Mormon colonizer, Joseph C. Rich, reported secondhand accounts then began recanting his own stories. His stories began in 1868 with an article in Desert News where he wrote, quote, the natives have a tradition concerning a strange serpent-like creature inhabiting the waters of Bear Lake. Now it seems this water devil, as the natives called it, has again made an appearance. A number of our white settlers declared they have seen it with their own eyes. This Bear Lake monster, the settlers now call it, is causing a great deal of excitement up here." End quote. This article got a lot of attention to the point that the Latter-day Saints Church took an interest and even visited the lake. They stated that they spoke with Rich's brother Charles and they respected the monster. 
Due to many individual accounts of seeing this creature, the church considered the stories and the creature to be indisputable. The interest from the LDS church became well known that the Salt Lake Tribune reported on the creature itself, stating it was the twin brother of the devil and even the cousin to the president of the LDS church, Brigham Young. Newspapers continue to report over the years, both skeptical and offensive, to even including more creatures in the rivers and lakes all over Utah. One report stated there was an underground channel connecting the Great Salt Lake to the waterways of the Bear Lake. Claims of seeing the creature continued over the years. In 1907, a letter was sent stating that two men saw the creature attack their camp and kill one of their horses. Later, in 1937, a four-year-old boy saw it, and in 1946, a Boy Scout leader saw it. The last known sighting reported was in June of 2002. Unfortunately, no one truly knows if, it's an, if any sightings were true, because later, Joseph Rich admitted 26 years after the very first article that the creature was a, quote, wonderful first-class lie, end quote. Despite the possible lie, there have been many different descriptions of this creature. Some have said it resembles a serpent, but with legs about 18 inches long, so it can crawl, crawl onto land. Others say it has a large undulating body with 30 feet of exposed surface of a light creamy color. Some have even reported a second creature that was 40 to 50 feet long. The reports have said that it moves faster than a train and it has a head similar to a cow, otter, crocodile, or walrus minus the tusks. However, when researching this creature, Seeing the drawings, it somewhat resembles a crocodile or alligator to even a small mosasaurus. The Lake Erie monster is next, claiming his home in Lake Erie, Michigan. Citizens also call it Bessie, or South Bay Bessie, and was first sighted in, in 1793. Excuse me. The captain of Felicity was shooting ducks north of Sandusky, Ohio, when he noticed a large snake-like creature. He described it as a 30 to 40 foot long creature, about a foot in diameter and grayish in color. The next three sightings all happened in 1817. The first was the crew of a schooner and they also saw a 30 to 40 foot long serpent, but that it was dark in color. The next sighting was later that year with another crew. They shot at it with no effects from their muskets, but they described it as 60 feet long and copper colored. The last sighting was by French brothers spotting the creature on the beach writhing in pain. They only described it as a 30 to 20 to 30 foot long and somewhat shaped like a sturgeon fish, but with arms. They innately fled, but later returned to find it missing. They, however, did find some tracks on the beach and silver dollar-sized scales. In July of 1892, a ship sailing the lake noticed a large area of water about 0.5 miles churning up and foaming. 
It seemed like a, a huge sea serpent was wrestling an unforeseen foe. They sailed near it, and when the creature relaxed, it was 50 feet long, and with its head sticking above the water, it added an additional four feet. The crew noticed its brownish eyes and how viciously sparkling they were. The last aquatic creature is Champ, or Champy, from Lake Champlain. This creature comes from American folklore. For the 125 mile long body of water that inhabits Vermont, New York, and part of Quebec, Canada. There had been over 300 reported sightings, the first spanning back to the founder of Quebec and the lake's namesake, Samuel de Champlain, in 1609. He documented the creature as a 20-foot serpent, thick as a barrel, and had a head like a horse. In 1819, there was a report of an enormous serpentine monster that was 187 feet long, and it was followed by two large sturgeon and a billfish. The creature had three teeth, the eyes the color of peeled onions, a belt of red around its neck, and a white star on the forehead. Later on, in 1977, the infamous Mansi photo was taken by Sandra Mansi. She took the photo and showed it to a scientist, and they decided it couldn't be real. The bay was no deeper than 14 feet, too shallow for a creature to swim or hide. They suggested it was most likely a rising tree trunk or log. In 2003, something was recorded that changed some minds. A sound similar to a beluga whale or a dolphin was found from the Fauna Communication Research Center. These are not known to live in the area, and they did, they did find tracks nearby. They attempted to rule out the creature, but it was difficult due to the sounds and the appearances. Last known sighting was 2005. A video was taken by a fisherman showing the plesiosaur-like head and neck. This video was sent to an FBI forensic analyst to review, and he stated it was authentic and unmanipulated. But you couldn't see the creature clearly, so there was no way to determine if it was actually faked or not. Next are the terrestrial cryptids that are somewhat most known. Bigfoot, or Sasquatch, is the most known terrestrial cryptid throughout the U.S. and some parts of Canada. It is an ape-like creature that lives in forests and looks like a large, hairy, muscular bipedal that is roughly six to nine feet tall. It is covered in hair that is black to dark brown or even dark reddish in color and has enormous footprints that are as large as 24 inches long and 18, eight inches wide. Most of the evidence are short videos, photographs, visual sightings, casks of large footprints, and even hair samples. But all of these have been disputed. David Diegling shot an animal on film in 1967, well before the name Bigfoot was even out in public. But he had heard of the legend. Robert Pyle, an ecologist, has stated that other cultures have legends of human-like giants 
and some people are expressing a need for some, quote, larger-than-life creature. The Lumai, a local native tribe of the Pacific Northwest, have a version of the wild man or hairy man that they tell their children. In other versions, he is more threatening and nocturnal in order to warn the children so they, th so they behave or it will hear them and take them away. There was a report by Paul Kane about the native stories about a cannibalistic wild man living on the peak of Mount St. Helens. There has been misidentifications or hoaxes like this in 2005. Some photos were mistaken for the creature, but it turned out it was just a bear with mange. And Tom Biscetti appeared on a show, Coast to Coast AM, talking about capturing the legend Bigfoot. And he was about 98% sure that he had tracked it to Happy Camp, California. When he returned a month later, he said he had access to a captured Bigfoot, but only a few days later he revealed there was no Bigfoot and blamed a unnamed woman for misleading him, even going as far as calling the audience gullible. Lee County, South Carolina has been plagued with the lizard man of scape or swamp since the 1980s. In July of 1988, a Lee County Sheriff's officer investigated a report of a car damaged overnight at a residential home. The car itself had teeth marks and scratches with hair and muddy footprints around the car. This report prompted a 17-year-old Christopher Davis to file his report. Now his report was also seeing a creature but on his way home from work. He got a flat tire, and as he was changing it, he noticed a creature with green and wet light skin walking towards him. He got back into his car and started to drive away, but the seven-foot-tall creature jumped onto his car. He then slammed on the brakes, making it roll off the roof, and before Davis drove away, he noticed that it had three fingers, bright red eyes, and snake-like scales for skin, almost like a lizard. On August 5th, an airman from Shaw Force Air Base, Kenneth Orr, reported seeing the creature on Highway 15 and shot and wounded it. He even presented several scales and a small amount of blood. It was later explained it was a hoax in order to keep the creature in the media. This caused him to be arrested for unlawfully carrying a pistol and filing a false peace report. Finally, for the terrestrial cryptids, it's the native folk tale of Shunka Horican. This carnivorous mammal resembles a wolf, a boar, and a hyena, and the native name means carries off dogs. It mostly resides in Montana and the western part of the United States. It was suggested by cryptozoologist Lauren Coleman that an animal shot by Israel Amon Hutchkins in 1886 was actually the Shunka Warrican. This animal was then stuffed by a taxidermist and displayed in his general store slash museum in Henry's Lake, Idaho. He named it Redonkis. 
and it was never looked at by scientists. But it mysteriously went missing. It was later discovered in December of 2007, however, and I believe it is still back in display at the general store slash museum. In December from 2005 to 2006, an unusual looking wolf killed 36 sheep and injured 71 of them in and around McCone, Montana. It was finally shot and caught on November 2, 2006 in Garfield County after killing a total of 120 sheep. Officials were unable to identify the 160-pound creature with its reddish-yellow fur, but cryptozoologist Lauren Coleman suggested that it could be the Shunkawarikin. But it has now been identified as a four-year-old male wolf with unusual red fur. Some theories have suggested that the creature is a hyenodon, a prehistoric hyena, a dire wolf, a very large wolf, or a member of the Borofamgene, or the hyena-like dog. The last group are the winged cryptids, and the ones that I found are only in the United States. For the other countries in the next few podcasts, I'm going to have to do a little bit more research for the winged versions. First up is one of my personal favorites, the Jersey Devil or the Leeds Devil. This cryptid resides in the Pine Barren Forest in New Jersey and mostly resembles a bipedal kangaroo or winged serpent with the head of a horse or goat, leathery bat-like wings, horns, small clawed arms, legs with cloved hooves, and a forked tail. This creature moves with speed and can produce a blood-curdling scream. The origins of the Jersey Devil starts in 1735 on a dark stormy night. The Leeds family was expecting their 13th child, and Mother Leeds cursed this child and said it would be the devil. Once the child was born, it was a normal baby. But it soon changed into a creature with hooves, a goat's head, bat wings, and a forked tail. It started to growl and scream, even beating the residents in the room with its tail before flying up the chimney and into the pines. Some theories on on this origin story say that the mother, Mother Leeds, was actually a witch and the father was the devil himself resulting in this creature. While other theories say that the family was completely innocent and the child was cursed, and the family even called a local clergyman to try to help the child with an exorcism. The Leeds family had a history in the area prior to the birth of the Leeds devil. Daniel Leeds had a rival with Benjamin Franklin himself when he described the Leeds family as monsters, and this created the legend. Daniel Leeds was a Quaker and published an almanac in 1687, but became ostracized due to its astrological symbols and writings that was just a little too pagan and blasphemous for the time period. He soon became fascinated with Christian occultism, mysticism, cosmology, demonology, angelology, and natural magic. 
He wrote about all of these in his almanacs, that even the Quakers started to censor and destroy them. Daniel later passed his almanac to his son Titan, who can who can who continued the astrological content and rival with Franklin. The almanac and rival created more rumors about the Leeds family that Titan made the family crest in 1728. It had a winged serpent with bat-like wings standing upright on two clawed feet. And with this, the devil was born in the house in 1735 allegedly, extending the rumors even further. Later in December of 1925, a local farmer shot a creature as it was stealing his chickens. He photographed the creature, but no one could really identify what it was. since 2002, a festival is celebrated in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, devoted to the legend of the Mothman. The Mothman legend begins in November of 1966, when five men digging a grave at a local cemetery saw a man-like figure fly low from the trees right over their heads. Three days later, two couples reported seeing the same man-like creature but also described its, its appearance. It had gray fur, glowing red eyes, and about a 10-foot wingspan. No more reports came until December 15, 1967, when the Silver Bridge collapsed, killing 46 people. The reason for the collapse was overweight of the traffic, but many people connected to the Mothman. The last creature on the list is from North American native legend, the Thunderbird. This creature is known by three different tribes, the Algonquin, the Menomi, and the Ojibwe. They all believe it is a supernatural being of power and strength, but has differences with each tribe. The Algonquin believes it controls the upper world and protects it by throwing lightning at the creatures of the underworld. And it gets its name by creating thunder with each flap of its wings. The Menomi believe there is a great mountain floating in the sky housing these creatures. These creatures can control the rain and hail. They are delighted in fighting and they complete deeds of greatness. They are also enemies of the horned serpent and prevent them from overrunning the earth and devouring mankind. They also act as messengers for the great sun to man. The Ojibwe have a more seasonal take on the cryptid, creating it as a way to defeat the underworld spirits and punish humans who break moral rules. Thunderbirds live in the four directions and arrive with each other in spring to provide and protect in the dangerous time, then leave when it's over. Cryptids are a very interesting subject and I'm excited to learn more and talk about them with you.
Next time we will be talking about the cryptids of Central and South America. And I've been wanting to talk about cryptids for a while as I do believe a lot of them exist. Bigfoot I've kind of iffy on, I'm on the fence about Bigfoot. It could just be a more evolved ape or a de-evolved human, but it, there's not enough evidence to prove it. And that's the pro that's a lot of the problems with cryptids and trying to prove their existence is the lack of evidence. Now there are a lot that I do very well believe in. Champ or its cousin, the Loch Ness Monster, the Jersey Devil, even the Kraken, which we'll talk about that in a later one. But there are a lot of cryptids out there that could be real. And it's interesting to see how a lot of other people believe in this and how a lot of people try to fight for their voice to be heard for this. And just like with the witchcraft and the Salem Witch Trials podcast a couple weeks ago, it's hard to talk about your opinion on something like this because, again, with the lack of evidence, you can you can believe all you want that you know these creatures are real, but with the lack of evidence, you kind of think to yourself, are they or are they just trying to make a very impressive argument on why they are right. It's kind of one of those weird things that you don't really know. Uh, personally, I believe some cryptids are real. I also believe that aliens are real. That'll be another, uh, probably be a later podcast on that one. Uh, uf UFOlogy. But I do believe a lot of them are, are real. Mothmen, maybe. But Again, it's hard to say with many people saying that, yes, they are true. I've seen this creature. It describes like this. But then somebody else who also claims to have seen this creature describes it in a completely different way. You kind of make it kind of makes you wonder, is this creature actually real or are they just trying to get attention? You know, and it's like the Bear Lake monster. You know, so many people thought it was real. So many people, you know, even, even a church was a was behind the existence of this cryptid. But then 26 years later, the author who basically came up with this creature said, ah, no, lie. It was all a lie. Just wanted to be famous. So it's just one of those things where it's one of those things where you kind of have to see it to believe it. Um, I'm on the fence on a lot of them. Like I said, I do believe that cryptids are real. Certain ones anyway. Like Champy or, or the Lake Champlain monster. Uh, as a kid, I went up to the Lake Champlain. My family, part of my family lived in Vermont. So I remember a lot of summers and even some winters going to Lake Champlain and especially in the summer going swimming in Lake Champlain and very great part of my childhood but there is this one time that I was out on Lake Champlain by myself they were all up at the cabin the house 
but I was just floating on an inner tube then Lake Champlain just kind of relaxing enjoying the water and it almost felt like something was swimming underneath me now at first I didn't think too much of it because I mean it is a lake there's probably you know fish probably just a fish right but as I looked down I did see a large shadow could have been like could have been champy who knows Personally, I believe I saw Champy. That's why I do believe in the Lake Champlain monster and even the Loch Ness monster, which we will also talk about in later podcasts. This is going to be a three-part one. Anyway, I will stop rambling on personal stories. Thank you for joining me and join me next time for more cryptids and stories of mystery. See you then.